Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Queer Movie Night, I'm Deb. I'm Peyton, and we'd like to wish you all, uh, well, we're not doing a holiday movie, but we'd like to wish you happy holidays. Um, <laughs> today we're welcoming two very special guests from a very good podcast called Last to Leave. Please welcome Zoe Danielson and Heather Elaine Abbott. Woo! Hello! Hey. Did I pronounce y'all's names right? Yes. A plus. Okay, cool. <laughs> Incredible work. Incredible reading. <laughs> I love it. Thank you guys so much for um, doing this. I'm really excited to uh, work with you guys. And we're doing a crossover episode. So you're going to visit us and then we're going to visit you. And I'm just really, I'm really excited about it. I've been listening to some of your guys' stuff and I'm very, uh, I think y'all are great. Aw, oh my gosh. You're I'm so blushing. Sweet. I agree. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, I also agree. <laughs> it's like I also same. feel that way. A hard yeah. same. Like a clear ditto, da doy. Oh my gosh. Wait, I'm going to go ahead and do a, a dev and say da doy as well. Yeah. <laughs> right back at you. <laughs> Um, because, uh, since this is our first time having a fellow podcaster, well, I guess other people have been podcasts, but like, uh, doing a collaboration sort of like this other than, um, broadcast revisited. Um, I'm just curious, like how, um, how y'all started your podcast and like, what was the impetus, um, to, you know, create that and come together and do that? Yeah, so it all kind of started out um, in a college class I took. Uh, I had to interview an editor and a lot of people, I, I went to college in Chicago, kind of took it as wanting to interview, you know, an editor in Chicago, but I was like, they gave us no parameters. So I reached out to all the editors of all of my favorite movies um, and they, you know, a good, a good amount of them got back and, you know, were interested. And I thought like, this is so cool. Like I got to talk to the editor from like the hunger games, me and on the dying girl, lady bird. Um, it was fucking awesome. That's uh, so cool. Yeah. And so we kind of thought, why not do that with all of our favorite movies? Um, you know, and Heather and I kind of, really connected when we first met she is literally incredible and uh loves movies just as much as i do maybe more probably more <laughs> <laughs> and um i was like would you want to kind of do this together and that's that's well i i want to set the scene i want to set the scene yeah. of how you <laughs> asked me to enter into a podcast with you so uh zoe and i were like just getting to know each other i like um was in like a little like web series episode that she directed and then she texted me she was like would you maybe want to get get brunch sometime at pick me up cafe and i was like absolutely oh, and then classic. she was like i have something to propose to you <laughs> and i was like oh okay <laughs> what is so that cute. gonna be and so then she she gave me her whole spiel about the podcast and i was like that's literally brilliant why doesn't that already exist um and so so yeah we we had no clue what we were doing we never made a podcast before and then we sent one billion emails to everyone that we could find an email for yeah so so that's kind of how last to leave started it's so amazing like the people that you get to talk to and like it's so true like you never like obviously we get interviews with like actors and directors and like all the big people that like already get a lot of recognition it's so cool to get to hear the perspective of 
other people on the creative team that don't always get the recognition and they have so many more stories and like behind the scenes things Mm -hmm. that like we would have never gotten to hear otherwise and I'm it's just such a good idea and you guys do it so well it's so fun oh that's so sweet that's thank so you sweet. yeah it's so much fun too because we're just like nerds and we love to right, like right. know yeah. every detail about every movie and it's an excuse to be like okay so like when you were designing this like why did you do that and then they yeah, tell us yeah, yeah. and then we know <laughs> yeah like how i describe it to people is i'm like i really like like just want to talk about movies all the time right, so this right. is it's for us more than anything like exactly to just yeah. get the facts uh, absolutely uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. we agree i guess yeah, we agree. <laughs> I, i'm going to do yes. a a dedoy yeah, a <laughs> oh, I've been trying um, to get Dodoy to take off for years. Thank you both. This is oh my it's God. gonna happen. Yeah, it's here gonna happen. Yeah. It's a dream come yeah. true. Oh, Dodoy. I tried to get uh my, my phrase years ago with Peyton when we first met. I tried to get the phrase dupe dupe going where like if people were just like excited i'd be like everybody say it doop doop do you remember that oh, and now it yeah. is still our password so wait i just told someone our password for our email oh, no, no, no. I'm there's other numbers we'll cut that part out we'll cut that part out there's other numbers there's numbers in there it's fine and who just i'm sorry but who wants access to our queer movie night gmail account really what, what damage could you do we don't have money i'm gonna there's email everybody yeah from your it's still written somewhere on a wall in one of the theaters in io maybe they've painted over it but tried to really get it going in like 2016 yeah i remember so. you doing it in like a scene or something so yeah cool. yeah in in a show on a stage yeah. trying to make it happen that way too very cool <laughs> yeah well i love the idea of going can i get a dupe Nope. Yeah, 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 exactly. Perfect. <laughs> so we can fast this. <laughs> this is so stupid. I'm already oh, merch, God. so it's all good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so the fact that you guys need to know about my best friend Zoe Danielson is that she loves. <laughs> to make merch for one person at a time so we have have like multiple last to leave hoodies i'm sure before long we'll have tote bags that are just for us we are not selling them to people they're just for us to wear But now I'm uh, rainbow bedazzled dupe dupe shirt Yes. I do have a bedazzler, so I don't know. Okay, okay. Doop, doop, now we're talking. Doop, doop, now we're talking. Doop, doop, but gay. Doop, My doop, dream. Gay. Yeah. Oh, doop doop but gay is That's... the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> doop doop but doop, make it gay. gay. Yeah. What a what an amazing trait about a person. That is awesome. one of the best things i've ever heard like yeah. she just really loves making personalized merch I'm like does. there's nobody else does that why doesn't everybody do that oh, I would, oh my god everybody get, get it, guys. personalized merch yeah yeah absolutely yeah we have like a 100 tiny little shitty buttons that were yeah. made about four years ago if anyone wants some of those <laughs> i'll take five. otherwise yeah, they are very cute. I like them. <laughs> I do. They're ones on my book bag, you know. <laughs> yeah. Don't, know. Hey, hey, don't something. feel bad about your merch. All merch is good, and all merch is equally yeah. wonderful. <laughs> I would put I would put a button on my bag. Thanks. Hey, thank you. I really appreciate that. I have a, a little my little queer movie night button, and then a tiny little <laughs> Bud Light can that my wife got for me because um, I love Bud Light. And uh, if that's not the gayest and also <laughs> anti-gay thing you've ever heard, it's both gay and anti-gay. <laughs> what you're saying is you contain both of you. Yeah, yeah. The fun thing about me, I'm just, this, I'm just, this is like, I guess this is my thing. It's like I, I do the side tangents, but I normally don't go this crazy this early on. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
I figured out that's what I do based on the reviews we get sometimes, where they're like, Peyton is so eloquent. I love the way Peyton breaks down the movies. I have no idea and why they say that. Yeah. Deb, uh, Deb is there to, Deb's there to, to do her thing. You know, oh I'm like, oh, thank you, Samuel from Idaho. I appreciate that. <laughs> Heather, what do you want to do? What, what's our thing? Uh, my thing is that I put you on the spot. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah. Right. Always be like, hey, Zoe, you want to tell this story now? And then I just sit back and watch. Um, <laughs> Speaking of putting y'all on the spot. Uh, I want to start, start talking about that this transition. movie, um, Princess Sid, um, from 2017, which was filmed in Chicago. It's a Chicago um, movie. Directed by <laughs> Stephen Cohn uh, and, and written. Um, first of all, tell, tell me, um, first of all, what is y'all's relationship with queer film in general and then um what is your relationship with this movie in particular how did you when did you first see it and and why did you want to talk about it today yep should i and either one of you can yeah. go yeah you, you go first though <laughs> okay um yeah so i oh man oh I watched it, I think, when I had first moved to the city. Yeah, it came out the year that I moved uh, to Chicago. And I I just, like, I, I think I, like, saw it on Netflix or something. Um, and I watched it, and I, and I loved it. And I just loved, like, I think I was still just sort of, like, figuring out, like, my sexuality. And so seeing another girl who like looks like me and sort of like got to dress however she wanted and like her sexuality wasn't like it wasn't really like made a thing in the movie like everybody's just like okay yeah you're like you're a queer person awesome and Mm -hmm. and I like I love that about that movie because I think up until that point I had never seen a queer movie where that wasn't sort of like the storyline um absolutely mm-hmm. and then the fact that it was like set in chicago as well and getting to like see places that felt familiar to me like that just felt really special um and also maybe this seems kind of small but like like i love like seeing a girl in a suit too because like i <laughs> personally love wearing suits that's a thing about me and I think that kind of stemmed from watching this movie Mm. um and just hearing her say like you know I like everything and like that's you know that was a huge part for me too because like you know I was like cool I can just say that and like Mm. that is what it is yeah um and I don't have to explain further that was nice um so yeah that's I'm like forgetting what the other questions were. <laughs> oh, um, just you kind of answered a little bit. Just like, what okay, was your yeah. relationship with queer uh, film in general besides mm-hmm. this movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think it, like before like I even realized that I was uh, queer myself, I would like heavily be into the queer section on Netflix. So I would watch everything and anything uh, I could find. When I was yeah. younger. Yeah. I think we yeah. can okay. I think yeah. we can relate. That seems <laughs> yeah. to be a universal a universal theme for all of us queer okay. film viewers for sure. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um well well my my kind of uh journey with, with queer film, uh I I would <laughs> So my my first uh, queer movie I ever watched was But I'm a Cheerleader, and I I'm have imprinted classic. on that movie, and I'm obsessed with it. But I, for the longest time, when I was uh, in denial or just not really able to understand my own sexuality, I would be like, I just like it because it's a good movie. And it's it's not that <laughs> I like women. It's that <laughs> it's just fun to watch uh, these these two really good actors kiss each other. And that's why I like this movie so much. Um, <laughs> but but then, like, it's one of those, like, brain blast moments you have, especially if you're someone who, like, comes out later. Like, I came out in my 20s when you're like, oh, right. 
that's why I liked that movie so much. Um, so I think I think for me, like my relationship with queer movies for a long time was like this like really obsessive interest that I couldn't nail down and I didn't know why, but I just had to watch them. Um, and then for Princess Sid, uh, I'm new to this movie. We I watched it for the first time this year because uh, we talked about it on a bonus episode of our show. Um, and I just remember being so delighted by it the first time I saw it because it's so different than most movies I've seen. It's so quiet and gentle and sweet and like not a lot happens, but you just feel mm -hmm. like you're like under a blanket the whole time. Um, and yeah, and just like longing for a movie like that to have existed because especially the, the whole thing with her not feeling like she had to nail down her sexuality. She just likes everything or everyone. And I think for me, uh, like I identify as queer and I'm attracted to like all genders. And so when I was growing up, <laughs> everyone was like, bisexuality is a myth. You're either gay or you're yeah. straight. And like mm -hmm. even like but I'm a cheerleader has some themes like that in it that like it's X or Y. Um, mm -hmm. And so I wish I'd had a movie like that that could have given me a, a little bit more room to be like you don't have to nail it down. You can just like recognize when you are interested in someone and it doesn't have to like be decided or declared. So yeah, I wish mm. I'd had that movie when I was younger. Right. Yeah. But I'm a cheerleader is very about the, the gender binary. And yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. What makes us, what, what things should be and what makes us different. Um, yeah. That's such a good point. Um, thank you both for your answers. They were lovely and, um, uh, there was a lot of nodding, obviously, from from all of us on our side. Um, <laughs> um, this was my first time seeing this movie. I remember it coming out because it was a Chicago movie and they had filmed it here and everything. Um, and uh, wanting to see it, but I just had never managed to to see it um, until now. And it is such like a beautiful, quiet, quiet is such a good word, movie. Um, and I would say I would kind of classify it a little bit as like slice of life, which isn't usually my favorite type of movie. Mm -hmm. But for some reason in this movie, it really worked for me and I really enjoyed it a lot. Was what was um, had you seen this one before, Deb? I had seen, I think. OK, so I thought I'd seen it and then I was watching it and realized I had watched clips on YouTube classic love yes classic lesbian shit uh, me thinking that I've seen a movie <laughs> me thinking that I've seen a queer movie and then realizing I was either on tumblr or which I don't even know how to use but I will use oh it God, to yes. look up gift sets um, of Absolutely. specific things uh, or YouTube compilations of like like <laughs> this love scene anyway i thought i'd seen it and then i was like oh my god i've just watched clips um so this was technically my first time um i was i'm just always a sucker for a chicago chicago movie filmed in chicago with like a bunch of chicago actors um i thought it was so good i thought it was so good i'm glad i actually watched it because i uh because i thought i had seen it i was really right. missing out you know <laughs> And then I watched it, and also big, big Rebecca uh, Spence fan, yeah. who plays Miranda. <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. yeah, she was. So, yes. All of the actors are so good in this, um, mm -hmm. but I, I liked her a lot, especially. Um, I, I'm I'm not going to get too much into the plot because it's not very plot heavy. Um, it's inter I'll I'll just sort of do a general overview. Um, the the film kind of opens in this really stark way where it's kind of it reminds me a little bit of like a horror movie where we open in like a 911 call mm -hmm. of this gentleman saying that their neighbors uh that they found bodies next door and that there's a girl upstairs and we don't really get much more explanation than that um and then we cut to 10 years later and we meet our protagonist sid who's a 16 year old uh soccer player um and she visits her aunt Miranda in Chicago, and she is a notable author of fiction. Um, and they're staying together, and they're sort of getting to know each other. Um, 
And then while Sid is there and she's getting to know her aunt Miranda, she has this um, romance going on with this person named Katie um, and they get to know each other and they sort of have like a summer fling before uh, Sid has to go back home. And I would say that's the general plot of the film, but we can get into mm-hmm. more of the details uh, with that. Um, one of the things that, that I really enjoyed and that like really struck me when the film started was like, I thought that S- Sid was so like, m- not mean, but just no, like, she's mean. To our she's so yeah, mean. What, what, to yeah. Her aunt, like in the beginning, yeah. when, when she's talking about, um, when she asks her like what her book is about and she's like, and she's like, well, I don't, I don't want to give it all away to you. And she's like, no, I'm not going to read it. So like, <laughs> yeah. tell me what <laughs> <laughs> she's I like I'm, ne- I'm never gonna read it so just tell me what it is. it's like it's like you're this is her your aunt's living like you can maybe be a little more sensitive to, yeah. <laughs> to her craft mm-hmm. um uh but what are what are some moments that that you guys enjoy that that really uh makes this movie last in your memory for you uh, cool. it's funny because we, we were just talking about this this morning before we yeah. hopped on the, the call, uh, about, I was like, I forgot how mean Sid was <laughs> like, and even later when she actually reads some of her aunt's writing and she's like, you talk about religion a lot. And then she's like, well, well, actually like in this story I didn't. And then in this story I didn't. And she's like, I didn't read those. And she's just, she's <laughs> deep. But, but I think that, that, that kind of leads like one of my favorite scenes in the movie, like Sid is like very dismissive of her aunt's lifestyle and like thinks mm-hmm. her aunt's life is missing something because she doesn't right. date anybody because she doesn't like lay out in the sun in her swimsuit. And I really <laughs> love this scene when she's like, "Hey, like my life is full. Like I love my oh, I life love actually. Yeah. Like I I have my community, I have my writing, I have my art. Like I've built a life for myself. And like yeah, maybe it would be nice to like love someone or like have sex be a part of my life. But that doesn't mean my life is less. And like you need to chill out because you're a teenager and you don't actually know anything. <laughs> so get off mm-hmm. my dick, please. <laughs> she doesn't yeah. say get off my dick, yeah. please. Yeah. But <laughs> but I I oh, love that scene so much because I think it's so it's such an interesting conversation I don't think we hear conversations like that like between different generations of women very often Mm -hmm. because we don't get a lot of movies where women talk to each other uh Mm -hmm. so that was very cool (laughs) yeah I love how female female centric this movie is and like Mm-hmm. just I, I i love that there's a love story in it but the real like focus of the film is this relationship between her aunt and her um and god sid is so nasty in that scene too She's oh like, my god yeah. and she says if you would have sex once in a while you wouldn't eat so much or you- oh, oh my god shockingly yeah. mean like so i know she gets better over time but like she, and i hate the way she interrupts her aunt like right. constantly, mostly in the beginning, but the eating line, I was like, oh, I was well, and it's hard to remember oof. that she's like, I'll kill myself if someone said that like to me. Kid. Yeah, she's like 16 <laughs> years old, so I guess that like accounts for some yeah. of it, but yeah. it is just yeah. interesting. But also, I was like, I guess I was probably, I mean, everyone who's 16 is an asshole. I was, <laughs> I'm yeah. sure I said stuff like that. I mean, I probably blocked it out of my memory, but I'm sure Absolutely. I said it because all teenagers <laughs> suck. Yeah, yeah you, put it in the, <laughs> that's fun. you put it in the black box in your brain for all the bad stuff you did you don't want to remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That black box is real for Never me. Never to be seen again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, what's in the black box? Don't, uh, don't, don't talk about it. Don't look at it. It's quiet. It's not important. You have to really push it down. You're like, Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? She did get better as she evolved and as she grew. Absolutely. Yeah, she's and like, I love that they more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that they both sort of learn from each other and take things from each other that seem to enrich their lives, which is like such a, a an interesting um, or and such a gratifying thing to see on film. And also, Heather, you said something or you sort of touched on something that I also thought was interesting with this film 
which is Miranda talking about like how she has other parts of her life that keep it fulfilled. And um, Sid brings up like religion to Miranda and Miranda um, opens up about being a religious and spiritual person, which I think is such an interesting thing um, for this character that seems to be really progressive and like open to different lifestyles and things like that. And I think that the filmmaker, Stephen Cohn was sort of raised in a religious background. So I always find these sort of discussions interesting in films made by queer filmmakers and queer artists in general who have this, a lot of the times when you see like religious people in film, it's very like black and white. They're like very holier than thou. It was nice to see this like really nuanced person who has like a, a nuanced relationship to the religion where they're not, you know, rejecting someone or um, that sort of thing, which we've talked about a few times and I know Deb has experience (laughs) with. So, how do you mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> Such a thing with me. Our listeners do not need to hear another spiel about yeah, why I yeah. uh, why I identify with a new religious story of any any capacity. But I right. also really liked that. I like that she's not. I like how you worded it that it's always black and white. It's like if someone is religious, mm-hmm. especially in a queer movie, it's they're they're the. The enemy. Yeah. The, they're the yeah. enemy. Right. Yeah, they're the antagonist or whatever. And she was just like, no, I'm a, just a spiritual person. There's a difference between somebody who's like a religious, like, Bible-pushing, judgmental, you know, right. all of the bad things. They There's a difference between that type of person and a person who's just, like, spiritual and, like, yeah. is faith-based, I guess. I don't really know how to how to word it because they do sound the same, but they're not. Right. And I feel yeah. like this, mm-hmm. this, I just really like that that was um, something about her that she also didn't, it wasn't like a, you're so lame for, for going to church all the time. You're so lame that you like, it was, this is who I am. It makes me happy. But she's like a very well-adjusted, obviously very open person, a very cool person. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not really. Yeah. I'm just. I think Peyton, you hit the nail on the head because I'm sick of seeing the religious portrayal. As like, I, I'm personally not. Don't consider myself religious anymore. But I do know a lot of people who still have faith or have some sort of spirit spirituality of some sort, and yeah. that's not really the representation of a of a person like that ever in film or TV. Yeah. Yeah. It's always yeah. it's always people that are like my parents. There we go. That's my <laughs> one. It's like flipped almost. Like it's her aunt who is, you know, self-proclaimed like a spiritual person saying like there are many different ways to live a life. Like, mm-hmm. and, like and I feel like in these kinds of movies, it's sort of like flip-flopped. It's like the queer person saying like, there are many different ways to live a life. Like I'm happy, you know? And so (laughs) it's like, if Sid needed any more permission to like be who she was, like it sort of felt like she was like given that by her aunt. And so she's like, you know, awesome. Yeah. Like I'm queer and I'm going to start dating in Chicago. (laughs) I, I think, I think something that's interesting is like, like you all were saying, like, often a religious person is a villain. And I think that that is very valid. A lot of us have that trauma. I have that trauma, you know, of growing up religious and feeling rejected by the community that you believe is your only community. Um, And I feel like it's like the same with like most queer movies. Like if they're a love story, the person dies. And it's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I understand like we've, we as a community have these things that are hard, but it's so nice to have a movie that's aspirational and hopeful. Like, Mm -hmm. like, yes, it's important to have movies that like educate, especially to try and like get people who do not identify the same way to like learn and understand and like give space but also sometimes we need one for us that's like we're just (laughs) joyful and delighting in it and so I think it's nice that like there is a story where they're like this is an idealized version of what a religious person could be in a queer movie they could be supportive Mm. what if here's a model for you like you could not suck Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah I also love it's not just like 
the sexuality thing. Like she's like not approved. Like she's yeah. open to talking about sex with Sid and she's like, she's not mad that Sid is like sexually active and things like yeah. that. So it, it's just a really, I think nuanced and sensitive portrayal of human beings. And I think this movie does that really well. Um, I love the romance in this movie. I think the, <laughs> the actors and the chemistry is really good. Um, any thoughts on that? <laughs> I don't want to talk too much. <laughs> I love it. You guide us, you know? <laughs> you're like you're, you're like my Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. Pain is my Jesus. All this Whoa. Talk. Mm. Yeah. Oh my god. No, no, no. This is, this, is how a, this is how a cult starts, right? This, is this happens. Yeah. Okay, everybody, get ready for the queer movie night cult. Come in. Spring yeah. 2023. I'm easily yeah. influenced. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, I will say I really love uh really love the scene um where Katie and Sid are on the rooftop and then the filmmakers yeah. like across oh, the I way. Know. Like ask them to dance together. I just think that's such a creative way to get like two characters close with each other. And yeah. it's so moving and sweet to see it mm-hmm. on film. And like the yeah. way that, that they look at each other, it's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I love that's that cool. scene. Also very Chicago to be like, yeah. are those three guys over there making a movie? Oh and because that's actually, they're actually probably filming a sketch or something. <laughs> it was like, it's they're probably series. filming it's a definitely sketch. Definitely a web series. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> if I had a nickel, like every time I've seen that, every time I've seen three guys dressed in all black <laughs> with cameras one of them holding a boom I'm like yeah. 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 they're in conservatory at Second City right now <laughs> as, as someone who has made many many uh, web series and short films in Chicago I I just feel like I learned like oh I can just yell at strangers to do something in the background I'd never thought to do that before I, right. I, gotta, I gotta use that going forward. Who knows? I'll kick off a love story. <laughs> they'll, yeah, they'll yeah. do it. They'll do it. We'll start a love story. <laughs> yeah, I think I their their relationship is very sweet, and I like that there's no like dramatic mm-hmm. breakup. They just like get to know each other, and they enjoy spending time with each other. And then Sid has to leave at the end of the summer, and it's like cool. Like maybe we'll see each other again. Maybe we won't. Like. It's still like two years till Sid's going to go to college and move to Chicago. So, right, you know, yeah. it was just like a nice summer. They just had a nice summer and they didn't try to make it more. And I don't know. It's like everything in this movie. It's very undramatic and very sweet. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I love the um, the like sort of way that it ends too with like uh, the the guy's son like coming up and he's like are you girlfriends and we're like maybe and he's like yeah they they are <laughs> it's such a fun moment mm-hmm. i do i do want to say that i wish okay what do you think also this would be technic i think this should be this would be like a trigger warning thing sure. but like the oh, side yeah. story what do you think was the significance of that? Because to me, maybe I was watching it with like shallow eyes or like, but I was like, why was this necessary? Yeah, yeah, the I mean, thing with Katie. Do you know what I'm referencing uh, to? Katie's yeah, brother's the, friend. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, it's interesting that you say that because like Heather and I were kind of talking about it this morning, even just with like the opening scene of like the 911 call. Like, mm-hmm. what did that add? And like, who were the two people in the house that were that like that died? And you know, one of them like wasn't her father. Like, so was it a sibling? Like, because they never like, yeah. really go into it more. And I kind of feel the same way um, with what like you're referencing. And like, and and maybe it is just like it is a quiet movie. So so maybe all this is saying is like people have a lot going on in their life you never really know and like you know there's a lot happening other than just like you know sid's interaction with these people like I think, things of i don't know yeah, yeah. That's Please, a good go point. Ahead. 
No, I think that's a great call out, Zoe. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, oh, no, but no, no, no. I read I read an interview with Stephen Cohn, and they were asking him about the 911 scene specifically. And he said that he added it last minute um, because, like, he just woke up with that idea and, like, added it in. Um, but, like, past trauma was always, like, a part of the story for him. And that, like, he part of the story was inspired by, like, he was late night listening to like real 911 calls and then he would like look up and see like where those people were in life and something that was really mm. interesting to him was like was like these people who have these really traumatic and awful things happening to them but they also have these full lives apart from that so i think that's probably something that he wanted to highlight and it's not something that's immediately like a theme that's immediately um i would say broadcasted in this film like the it's not like what the main i would say message is but it is like a really interesting part of the story and i think it's maybe that's where the the katie storyline was coming from as well is that like we Mm -hmm. sort of all have we all have these like traumas that we silently live with that maybe not everyone knows um but that doesn't mean that we don't also have full lives outside of that which i think it's definitely an interesting part of the film. And I think it also with Sid's trauma, it it's interesting that you see how intimate and like close she becomes with Katie by like sharing like what her trauma is seemingly early on in the relationship. And that sort of like tells us like how strong their, their connection is, I think. Yeah. I think that's that's interesting. I didn't know, uh, I haven't read or heard that interview with him before, but I think in, in so many movies, I feel like they make it about the trauma, like in a, in a different creator's hands. This movie would have been right. like, Sid gets shipped to Chicago because she's acting out and she's like stealing right. or she's failing out of school. But like, she's like pretty well adjusted. She's just like arguing with her dad too much. And he's like, I need a break yeah. from my teenage daughter. <laughs> Um, but but yeah, she's like, she's on the soccer team. Like she has like dreams. She has goals. Like she isn't, her life isn't like marred by this traumatic incident from her childhood with her mother. And so I think that is so interesting that like, I've never thought about it that way. So I think that added like a new lens to me of, of the thought that it's like, she's okay. Like, yeah, this really hard thing happened to her, but like, she's still living a full life. And I don't know, I guess that adds to like what I was saying about like it being a hopeful aspirational movie. Like you can have bad things happen and be okay. And like have functioning relationships with people. Yeah. And it's when you find out what it actually is, it's almost even worse than like what you could have imagined it was going to be. Which is like, yeah. Which makes her seem even more resilient and like the that story of like her like connecting with her mom and like who her mom used to be is really interesting to me because I think Mm -hmm. her mom died when she was really young like when she was six years old so that part is really interesting to me the the film being named Princess Sid and then and then um uh, Miranda's character having written this Princess Sydney book that was for her mom and then that's just I don't I just love like relationships about women and families even though I'm I come from a family of all brothers and one mom but it's <laughs> <laughs> it still hits home for me for some reason yeah yeah it's so it's just so sweet and like mm-hmm. I don't know I feel like honestly like today just like thinking about it I'm like oh my god yeah. like I think this movie like influenced me like way more than I thought it did because um like initially <laughs> But, like, just, just talking about, like, enjoying the little things, like, I'll get a Happy Meal because I want a toy, you know, and, and right. like, that brings me joy. And, like, when Sid asks Miranda, like, what's your greatest pleasure? She just goes, cake. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, like, what's her greatest pleasure? Cake. And it's just, like, yeah. yeah, even with your trauma, like you said, and, like, you still live a full life. And, like, it is so nice to just enjoy those, like, little moments and little things so yeah i I would say that this is yeah go ahead (laughs) i was gonna say i also think it's the the scene is sweet when miranda mentions to sid that like 
her mother had dated a woman before and it's like this moment of Mm -hmm. connection for Sid with like because Sid was never old enough before her mom died to like find out about her mom's like past relationships because you don't tell a six-year-old all the people that you've dated like that's weird (laughs) they don't understand that you haven't always been married to their you know other parent if you're still married to them um so I, I think that's a nice like little moment of connection like finding out that like her mom named her after this story that her aunt wrote finding out that like she shares this connection with her mom about their sexuality i think is i don't know i feel like that probably like meant so much to sid and it's very sweet to see yeah yeah what i was gonna say zoe was going off of what you're saying is i i feel like this movie is about like enjoying the small things like in in the little moments which is like it's so quiet and I feel like a lot of the big things like happened off screen like obviously the trauma and like I feel like the dad is probably like really still stuck in that and I think it's nice that we got the focus on on these characters that are are trying to live full lives outside of like what happened to them um yeah and just like the building of the relationship is just so compelling and so moving for me too um, I love that the film ends with Miranda and, and Sid like speaking on the phone to each other and saying, I love mm-hmm. you. Like, it's such a good yeah. resolution. It's just so satisfying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so sweet. And Miranda's um, by the lake, which is beautiful. And if you've been to Chicago, yeah. you're like, oh, I, I've <laughs> oh, I know. Lake and, and been on that beach and it's so nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> I love it. I love the. I love where their relationship goes. And I love when they lay out together, even just a scene when, when Miranda yeah. first lays out by herself. I was like grinning at the TV, uh, just watching. <laughs> but I'm just so happy for like they, they like they like genuinely had a had a great impact on each other. Mm-hmm. And obviously yeah. I don't know. I know that's the whole point of it. I'm like, can you believe their relationship got so strong? And you're like, yeah, because it was written that way. I have to. <laughs> oh my god, no, no, I feel but the, the same chemistry way. is really good too, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love their chemistry, and also yeah. you don't see a you don't see the like central story being like an aunt and a niece very often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which I really liked a lot. And also, I'm just gonna say it, Miranda is hot. Oh yeah. <laughs> There it is. I I know we have to get we have to get there at some point. I just have to say that one thing <laughs> one time. That is like mm-hmm. I get older. If I would have watched this maybe like ten years ago, I would have been like I would have like really sided. We've talked about this before on the podcast. I would have been like more enthralled. I feel like by Sid's story right. or like connected more with that. But as as I get older, I'm like when I'm watching movies about like children and parents, I'm like. Mm-hmm well, these parents have to deal with these little kids. I get it. And I'm like, oh, this is aging. I'm starting to identify. But I was like, oh, God, I'm really all in on Miranda right now. And I was like, this is how this is how it is as you get older and you're watching. <laughs> well, you're like so identifying. Cool. She's so, she cool. so cool. Yeah, and yeah. I just like, I don't know. I, I loved her character and I loved her story. And I, I love that house. she was like, I love oh, her yeah. house. Beautiful house, yeah. Oh, so beautiful. And I was like, God, if she sold that right now, she would make a ton of money. <laughs> Holy moly. In Ravenswood? In Ravenswood. With a beautiful, beautiful yard and garden? I was like, like a milk at minimum. Oh my God, it's gorgeous. I like yeah. rewatched it recently. I was like, that's, I live there. I walk on that corner all the time. Like it was so yeah. crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. I just feel like I, I'm like I, I, I don't know. I found I found a connection with, with Miranda. Yeah, which was really cool because I because there was so much to connect with Sid about too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there were there were things that you can like really latch onto with both characters and like see their point of view, and try to and like I don't know. Just I thought it was really good like character study. Yeah. Something that I found really interesting was the the director said that they, when they wrote the script, they really based it off of themselves. But then when they saw the movie, they were like, oh, actually, I'm Miranda, too. Oh. And it's so interesting because I think 
in the film, I think at the at the book talk, they ask Miranda about like her characters, and I think she says like they're all me, like they're all parts of me and different versions of me, which I felt was such an interesting um, parallel between like real life and the film, um, just like these different facets of people and how they they show themselves and things. So that was interesting. I will say, mm-hmm. Deb, when when Sid was um when Sid was pleasuring herself i like screamed at the tv because i was i was so surprised (laughs) (laughs) also i love the wording of pleasuring herself um (laughs) we must (laughs) that's the language you must speak here queer movie night do not even try to use the f word no absolutely not not. it was shocking it was shocking yeah <laughs> but it was not yeah it was good it, the way it was shot i thought it was good and everything i thought the sex scene was good i thought yeah the intim- intimate moments were really i was well. shocked by even like miranda's nude scene i was like we there we there with this one with this movie <laughs> yeah okay let's do it let's go <laughs> let's go i yeah I was just going to bring up another movie, but it's like, why would I do that? We're not, that's not what we're here to talk about. I was just going to talk about Emma Thompson in um, a newer movie that Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. Have any of you heard of it? Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I, I heard it oh my God. Good, but I haven't seen it's it yet. Yeah. So good. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Honestly, it's so good. Highly recommend. It's about like, a woman like in her middle age fight like refinding her sexuality mm. and like hires a sex worker to basically like get her through her slump because she's mm. like never had an orgasm and it was only with one person her whole life and her husband like all this stuff and there there's like i guess I, this is spoilery so i apologize to you and anybody who's listening to this but there <laughs> is like a new a nude scene with Emma Thompson like very similar um, like very similar to the one that happens in princess Sid of her, like looking at her body in the mirror, like naked and like accepting it and being happy with it and finding herself like beautiful, genuinely for the first time. It really reminded me of that. And you know what? I'm a sucker for a scene like that. Cause it's also not something you see often at all where yeah. you see, a, mm-hmm. you know, an older woman, you just don't see older women ever, ever going fully nude in movies because it's not like what like Hollywood wants to make or see, but really that's yeah. real life. Yeah. Well, and that's like a real it's like, unless it's a horror film. When yeah. I was just yeah. having the same thought. I was just having the same yeah. thought. <laughs> when I, like, I'm like, about, like look at her crazy or, body. Yeah. <laughs> or like yeah, um, uh, the the yeah. one that Barbarian. The Shining. Like, yeah, Barbarian. Yeah, you just said Barbarian. Barbarian. Well, what's the one? The the visit? Do you remember that one? Oh, yes. the, oh my god, the visit. Ooh, Have y'all seen Ammonite? That's like one that popped to my Yes. Oh, you're right. Yes, yeah. Ammonite, okay. oh, have we seen Ammonite? Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, I need to ask permission. Like, yeah. to watch this. <laughs> I'm like, um Mrs. and Mrs. Can I Miss, see Miss Winslet? Um, I know. Can I see your body, please? I know that. I just have always had like the most respect, but also like the biggest crush on Saoirse Ronan. So for me, totally. "Ah." God, one of the goats. I've said it many times. I think that sex scene is the best, the best we got ever. Um, Yeah, but this was all my own classic side tangent to just say I, I appreciated that scene specifically in this. movie i love the i love the way that like that sid makes miranda like it seems like she's like oh i'm not past like that point in my life like i can still like enjoy my body and like Mm -hmm. myself and like and like want that kind of thing um that scene with her and anthony at the party where where he like speaks with the other like ex wife or or woman is like it's kind of bittersweet and like sad because it's like you can see like i think that miranda's like maybe we could be together in that sort of way but she doesn't go that full um distance i guess but um i just like that whole part of it and um another tidbit from that interview i read um where stephen cohen said like when when i talk about this movie i tell 
tell people it's about the scene where Sid asks Miranda to put suntan sunscreen on her back. Like that's like that's like the 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 big scene for for the director, which is so interesting, and that's such a a moment of like the, them coming together and sort of like I don't know. It is such a visually like interesting scene. Well, yeah, also, and it feels like there's like, like a oh, lot of weight so- to it. <laughs> Yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. Like the way they shoot it, the way they like linger, like it could be some. It's such a casual thing, like asking someone to put sunscreen on your back. But they right. shoot it in a way that feels like it means so much, and I feel like it like means something from like Miranda, like looking at a body in a swimsuit and thinking mm-hmm. about herself in a swimsuit, about like Sid asking like for the physical intimacy of being touched by a like maternal figure who's like her mom's right. sister. Like, there's so much happening. And it's just sunscreen. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, much heavier than just asking for that. Like, it, it was almost awkward. And I was like, right. God, yeah. like, uncomfortable watching this. I was like, I guess it is kind of awkward um, to ask somebody to put sunscreen on your back. But also, that was such a that, such a thing about Sid that, like, in her kind of assholeness, she was also so confident and to see like says what's on her mind no matter what yeah yeah and knowing where she came from and like the trauma that she has endured in her life and i mean it's it's pretty great it makes up for her 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 not so great moments (laughs) (laughs) yes well maybe maybe you'd have sex more if you didn't eat so much i was like i would literally (laughs) Not walk out of the house and never come back. <laughs> give me another <laughs> slice of cake. How she leaves and then she comes out and she, I'm sorry, that sounded nasty. Like, yeah, it yeah. Did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Her aunt's already gone at that point. She's like, yeah. going to the lake. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <sighs> and the way that Miranda responds is like so, like, she's like, I understand like you're 16 and you're an asshole, but you need to understand the stuff about me. Mm-hmm. And like, she doesn't like yell at her. She's just like this, this, the, you think, you know, everything about me, but you don't. And like, this is what you don't know. And this is what you yeah. should know. And I think that that's mm-hmm. really done well. Yeah. Um, any other moments that we want to touch on or discuss before we start wrapping up and rate the movie? I had a little fun fact that I found. Yes, um, please. So apparently Stephen Cohn originally wrote this movie to be set in South Carolina. Uh, but then, and now I have like a little quote from uh, him. I was walking down Sunnyside Avenue one day towards my friend's house at Damon and Sunnyside for all the Chicago people. Uh, and I left <laughs> the houses along the way there. And suddenly the story just kind of shifted in my head. I thought very easily one of these houses could be inhabited by a well-regarded Chicago author. And maybe this is a summer late set, uh, a summer. A summer tale set in Chicago. So suddenly this female-led excursion into Chicago became a love letter to women, a love letter to Chicago, and a love letter to queerness. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. And I'm so glad that it, that it was in Chicago and not yes. South yeah. Carolina. <laughs> and also, I love that it was like in actual Chicago. Every Chicago-based yeah. movie yeah. made by people who are not from Chicago, which that's the majority of Chicago movies, are like... <laughs> are like suburbs or they're like in the loop and i'm like that's not i don't know anybody who lives downtown i don't know about you but in movies everybody lives downtown um it it was like it really felt like a love letter to torch to chicago and also showed how beautiful chicago can be like we have Mm -hmm. so much greenery we have bodies of water (laughs) like we have beautiful homes i love i just i love chicago Mm-hmm. This movie is very visually beautiful too. Like mm-hmm. just like the colors and like I don't I, I don't know like but I, I it's just filmed really well and yeah. it's really pretty to look at. It felt mm-hmm. like a summer breeze. That's yeah. what I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. You can like feel the breeze in from the window and yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Summer in Chicago. <laughs> Nothing better. So good. <laughs> so I'm longing good. for it right now. I'm so cold. I know. Cold Absolutely. <laughs> As oh. it's 22 degrees outside. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> sorry, sorry. 
<laughs> so we usually uh, rate the films based on two scales. One is the Vita Russo test, which is a um, film, or, or sorry, a, a, a media metric for uh, queer representation in media. Um, we uh, it follows three rules: one that the film has queer identified characters, which this one does. Two, that the queer identified characters have personality traits other than being queer. I would say this one does. Um, and three, that those, if you removed those queer identified characters from the film, it would change the plot significantly. Obviously, if you remove them from this film, it would be a very different movie. So I would say it passes with flying colors. Um, and then our second scale is like a homebrew uh, zero to six scale on something uh, from the film that was significant. So I don't know, should we do books or cakes or oh. <laughs> soccer I, I vote, balls? I vote cakes. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I want to do cake. <laughs> I agree with Zoe. Cake. Um, yeah, I love cake. Um, from from myself, I would, I would give it six full cakes. I mean, I six full it's cakes? never it's so good. I mean, it it never fails when queer filmmakers make queer stories. Like they're gonna be good. They're gonna be nuanced. They're gonna ring true. They're gonna feel real. Like this is such a well done movie. Obviously made with lots of care and consideration. And I I think it's really I think it's perfect. So that's how cool. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, perfect. Heather? Uh, do we rate it? We, I know. We rate like, it as well? Um, oh, yeah. 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 Yes, please. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Um, Go ahead. I, I'm going to do a, a no. doy oh, and I'm going to say six out of six cakes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, yes. I feel like it's like a singular movie. Like I can't really compare it to anything else. Like it, it lives in its own little world and that world is a perfect world. And I, yeah, I, I just really <laughs> love it. That's mm-hmm. so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't think of another movie that's like this or like tells this story. Oh, I'm also going to give it six out of six cakes um, with a lot of sprinkles and like cherries <laughs> and like the good frosting. Yes. <laughs> I love yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'll just say ditto. <laughs> <laughs> Big old the doy ditto. Doop doop. Doop doop the doy ditto. Uh, (laughs) Six out of six cakes and good cakes. You know, and I love like a tres leches. Like a good, like, I love like a chocolate on chocolate cake. Like you go in a bakery. Like you went to like La Boulangerie and Rape. Yes. La Boulangerie. La Boulangerie. Oh my god. La boulangerie. La patisserie. La boulangerie. Oh. Thank you both so much yeah, for, and for this. being on here and for sharing this movie with us. It was so it was so good. We had such a good time with it. Um we are looking forward so much to being on your podcast as well. Um if you'd like to plug your podcast now or any other things that you guys want to plug, maybe social media or anything. Oh, um, sure. Yeah. So our podcast is last to leave and our Instagram is last to leave podcast. Uh, and you can find me at Zoe underscore Nicole on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you can find me at the H Abbott on Instagram. That's my preferred social media. Um, and yeah, uh, give, give Last Leave a listen. We do bonus episodes where we talk about movies mm-hmm. and we do main season episodes where we interview uh, cr- filmmaking professionals with jobs from things like intimacy choreographer to the editor of Everything Ever All at Once. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's, a fun, it's a fun show. Uh, so g- yeah. give, give it a listen. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's amazing. That's so cool. Definitely. Everyone listen. Um, you can uh, follow us at Queer Movie Night on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, you can uh, follow me at Peyton Cody Lynch on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and me, Deborah D. Bag, on Instagram, and Deborah Duncan on Twitter. 
You can also, if you like uh, hearing me talk about film, you can find me on um, another arcade audio podcast called Franchise Surprise, where we cover uh, popular franchise films. uh, And that's with me and Rich Camelucci and Nick Lathan. Um, And definitely listen for our uh, sister uh, episode on Last to Leave. It is such a fun uh, podcast. um, And we're going to be on there later this month for the holiday season. Um, I'm really looking forward to that uh thank you both again yes so much thank for you yes. thank you so um, much so fun can we, can we all together just do a dupe dupe yeah, yeah. Okay. okay one one two two three dupe dupe, dupe, dupe. dupe. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the worst count out one two two <laughs> one two wait no start over one yeah <laughs> We got there, though. We got there. Yeah, yeah, we got there. We got there. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.